Hello and welcome to Nerd Subculture. I'm your host, Jared. And I'm Edwina. And we're doing a Once More We're Feeling series on Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Back to this, had a break last week. Today we're doing Season 4, Episode 1, The oh, Freshman. This episode first aired October 5th, 1999, written and directed by Joss Whedon. Eddie. This is a full spoiler podcast. I'm a huge fan, but Jared has never watched the series all the way through, and I'm trying to convince him it's worth his time. And I'm up to season four already. Are you proud of me? I am very proud of you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I never thought I'd get you this far. I didn't think I'd last this far, to be honest. I thought we'd get through maybe the second season. I'm like, oh, this is boring. Just, let's do something else. <laughs> <laughs> I stuck through it. I've, uh, I've, uh, Prevailed. Yep, and now we're into season into, into four. Into season four in college. So, Eddie, what was it like for you uh, rewatching this episode? Yeah, so we get the season opener, and there is no more high school. Everything's no, different. They blew it up. There's a whole bunch of new set pieces. Um, Giles is doing his Hugh Hefner impersonation. Yeah, we got Hugh. Uh, Giles Hefner. Yeah. Giles Hefner. And Joyce is using her house as a as storage, art, storage, art storage place, yep. Unit, mm. yeah. Not even gone a week, huh? Yeah. And yeah, this in the season oh, we meet a bunch of new characters mm, as well, yeah. who I'm sure are gonna play a big part in the rest of the season. Uh-huh, yeah. And I don't know, I think this is sort of I always see that seasons one to three are almost like from now on the show's almost completely different. Like it's finally found mm, its footing. Okay, right. Um, from this, like if you notice, the lighting is heaps brighter. Like everything was just really bright <laughs> in this episode. <laughs> Bigger budget, huh? More lights. Yeah. So you know, it's kind of going away from that horror tone that they had in the first seasons. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah, it's good. I do I do like season four. Okay. Um, it's you know, it's up there as one of my se- I think it has a lot of really stand like ov- the overall season arc isn't really well, a lot of people hate it. I don't I actually don't mind it. Mm-hmm. Uh but it does have some of the best individual episodes. Right, okay. Look forward to that. Yeah. So your monster of the week episodes <laughs> almost. They sometimes tend to be better, don't they? Sometimes the ones that just uh, the one-off episodes can sometimes be a, a little better, just a little more focused on just one particular thing, not trying to juggle several things happening at once and just yeah. focused on yeah the monster of the week. So yeah. yeah. Uh, summary. Yeah, yeah let's get. Oh, to let's the get to the summary. We begin with Buffy, Willow, and Oz attending UC Sunnydale. Whilst the others are enthusiastic, Buffy finds the new situation overwhelming. Willow is excited by the bigger library and the opportunities to advance her learning, while Oz seems typically unfazed. Meanwhile, Giles is retired now that the Sunnydale Library has been destroyed, and Xander is out of town on his much-anticipated cross-country road trip. Buffy and Willow go to the campus bookstore for supplies, where Buffy accidentally knocks a pile of textbooks onto the head of Riley Finn, who introduces himself as a TA for Professor Walsh's Intro into Psychology class. Buffy is seemingly attracted to him and is embarrassed at what she has done. Buffy then goes to a new dorm room at Stevenson Hall, where she has already moved in, and her new roommate, Kathy, is in the process of doing the same. 
but Buffy is unconvinced when she sees Kathy hanging a poster of Celine Dion on the wall. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) On the first day of classes, Buffy is humiliated at being ejected from a class while a bullying professor in front of dozens of students, and in the next class, she feels overwhelmed by the heavy workload promised by Professor Walsh. Feeling increasingly lonely and isolated on campus, she is relieved to strike up a conversation with a fellow freshman named Eddie when they are both lost on campus at night. You killed my mother. This is <laughs> no, the way. Sorry, this is the my, way. You, ki- you killed my sister. No, this is the way. This is the way. <laughs> this is the way. This is the way. After Buffy and Eddie separate, he is captured by a group of vampires who then go to his dorm room, steal his belongings, and leave a fake note from Eddie claiming that he decided he couldn't handle the stress of college and went home. The next day, Buffy is disappointed to find Eddie missing in class. She goes to his dormitory, finding it empty except for the note. Considering their conversation of the previous day, she goes to Giles for advice. When she arrives at Giles' apartment, Buffy meets Olivia, whom Giles introduces as an old friend. Buffy assumes it is not a good but time. But she has no pants on. <laughs> and wearing his shirt. She has no pants on. <laughs> Buffy assumes it's not a good time to visit, but Olivia leaves the room, leaving her and Giles to talk in private. After she briefly expresses her disgust towards Giles for having a relationship with a woman somewhat younger than him, he asks Buffy to explain her situation and he feels that she is capable of handling it herself. That night, during a patrol, Buffy comes across Eddie in a deserted part of campus and is surprised to realise that he is now a vampire and dusts him quickly when he attacks. The vampires that turn Eddie are watching and begin to surround her. Buffy is beaten up by their leader, Sunday, who injures Buffy's arm and causes her to flee. Not the ensemble. When Buffy returns to her dorm on campus, she finds all her belongings missing and a note similar to that found in Eddie's room. Buffy goes to the bronze and is greatly cheered up by the appearance of Xander, who reveals that his tour of America never happened because his car broke down. Buffy tells Xana that a vampire brutally took her down and she expresses a fear that she cannot adapt to the college experience with her duty of having to slay vampires. Xana greatly moves her by describing her as my hero and explaining that he always thinks what would Buffy do whenever he's in a bad situation. They then agree to track down the vampire lair and reclaim Buffy's stolen belongings. The pair locate the vampire gang in a disused fraternity house. While Buffy angrily watches the vampires using and abusing her things through the glass of the roof of the house, Xander leaves to round up the assistance of Oz and Willow. Unfortunately, the roof breaks and Buffy lands on the floor in front of the vampires. She and Sunday begin to fight and Buffy is once again losing, but seeing Sunday damage the class protector award she was given at her senior prom, angers Buffy enough to regain her confidence and fight back. The others show up to fight and kill off the rest of the vampires, although two of them escape and Buffy takes out Sunday with a backward throw of a broken tennis racket. As Buffy and her friends are returning to the dorm with her belongings, Giles makes a belated appearance with weapons, apologising for his early dismissal of her fears and promising that they will fight the evil together. Meanwhile, one of the vampires from Sunday's gang, fleeing the scene, is hit with a taser by three masked men in camouflage fatigues. The end. Okay, the freshman Eddie. So, where do you want to start with this? Yeah, this is Buffy, you know, being overwhelmed with all the changes. And you is that thing of life moving forward and change happening. Everything's changing around her. 
everything's different. It's mm. overwhelming. New place, new people, yeah. And you can't go backwards. <laughs> That's mm. the problem. Especially when you blew up the last place. Yeah. You know, she can't go back to high school. I've got promising places for UC Sunnydale. And, and it is that <laughs> it is that thing that she does she does try to find comfort revisiting all these, you know, the places of her past where she had found comfort before, like when she goes home to her mum. Mm, but her mum has <laughs> filled her room with crates and she goes to Giles and Giles is, you know, getting drunk, acting like Hugh mm. Hefner in the middle of the day. <laughs> uh, you mentioned the mum. I just want to bring up. So, is there a rule of when the kids leave the home before you can start moving stuff in there or start taking the room back? You think it's got to be like a couple of years or something. My room's still there. <laughs> oh, but of. your brother was in it for a while. Wasn't yeah, he, he took it. Yeah, but my stuff's still there. <laughs> I don't know what to do with it. But uh, no, there's none of your none of your stuff is there. Oh, uh, some of my basketball cards are still there. I think. No, you took them back. Oh, did they're, I? They're oh. in the back room. Oh, okay. Right, stuffed them there. Yeah. I'm pretty sure they're in there. Yeah. But th- is there a rule that you can't move stuff out just yet? You've you've got to like hang on to it for some time or something? I'm trying to th- think. I think it depends on mm. – I don't know. My older sister had a, kept her room for way longer than – Yeah. I was just thinking that you mentioned that she had her room for years until your younger sister thought, screw it, I'm taking it. She's oh, it wasn't here. until my brother moved out and me and my, me and my younger sister were still sharing a room – Mm. And there were two empty rooms. Mm. Um, and yeah, my younger sister went, oh, screw this, <laughs> and <laughs> moved into my brother's room. Mm. Um, and then eventually, I mm. think she got her point across. <laughs> you don't um, live here anymore. That Yeah. Um, and then moved her into the into my sister's room. Yeah. But she, my older sister would kick her out of it every time she came home. Mm. So. Well, you must be very proud of yourself. I think there is a certain amount of time, though. I yeah. think it's a cu- good, cu- like a, as you said, like a couple of years. A couple of years. A couple of years at least. Not yeah. a day. Well, yeah, it was a day, wasn't it? Yeah. She, she, the day she left, she came back. It was like two days, a day, yeah. like it wasn't. Well, she hadn't stayed there that night, had she? No, she hadn't even spent the night. Or, yeah. No, I think she'd spent one night in a dorm room. Right, yeah. They don't have dorm rooms like that here in Australia, do they? Uh, your sister had a dorm room at, at uni. But it wasn't like that. Like you didn't share. Like no, you, you didn't sh- share. You shared, no. you shared a bathroom with a person. It was like a common, a common sort of share uh, shower room or something, wasn't there? So I you think? had bedroom, like a bedroom to yourself, and then there was like a common, ki- like a shared kitchen, shared kitchen stuff. Yeah, yeah. and a sh- and you had a bathroom that you shared with your with the person next. So to one you. shower per two rooms or something. Yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. So it was one yeah. shower per two rooms. Mm. But it wasn't like that. Yeah, I know. <laughs> like you had like, privacy. I know. It's always that American uh, stereotype of that they always ha- have dorm rooms or, or do um, they always have uh, dorm mates or two people? They always have. In yeah, room. always have at least two people in a room. So that's yeah, I don't know. They, I don't think they have do that here. Yeah. <laughs> do they even do it there? I know maybe that's just a movie I know, thing. I don't know. It just always seems set up for some sort of shenanigans, doesn't it? So maybe it's just a a trope. I'm guessing it must Someone be. please tell us. Is that a thing? Yeah. I've never been to college. Well, it's not that we haven't been to co- like. Well, I don't know if this is like a movie trope thing that the, that colleges are always like this in the movies, but what are they like in real life? Yeah, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. Let us know in the comments. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, I did say like this episode, like the lighting is so much brighter in this. I, that I remember when this first aired, I was just like, what is going on? Like everything is just so bright. Mm. <laughs> like I think it's also Buffy's hair is way blonder. Yeah. Hey, Blondie. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Blondie. Yeah. Um, I think that's what I noticed the most about this season. Um. And yeah, so when also when I first watched this, I thought when they introduced Sunday, I thought she was going to be like the, not necessarily the big bad, but kind of like Spike, like you know, sort of the antagonistic mm. kind of. I I thought character. that too. I was a little surprised they killed her off, and apparently even Joss Whedon was uh, regretted it a little bit too. He felt like there's there was more he could have done with her, but he just killed her off, and that was it. So. Yeah. yeah, no, I thought that too. They should have, they should have kept her. Yeah, um, I thought she was yeah good antagonist to like because you know all those other vampires seemed all the vampires she sort of fights with seem a lot older. Mm. Uh, like this is sort of yeah again that kind of cool vampire thing that. She well, has it seemed going like on. one of those uh, enemies you'd have at college, and she's the alternative girl, you know, and she's the prissy girl. So they got those two conflicting cliques that sort of would butt heads all the time except she's a, on top of that she's a vampire so that yeah. sort of adds to that I suppose I don't know what did you think of that <laughs> she just doing that weird twisty thing with the fringe and I swear I think I used to do that yeah you still do <laughs> <laughs> I don't wear my hair like that like all sticking up in twists and shit mm. I don't do my hair like that no I used to <laughs> Once upon a time. Um, you lie! So we are introduced to a number of new characters. Yes. One of which is Riley Finn. Riley Finn. Yes. He's got some initiative, hasn't he? It's just a little bit of initiative. Yeah, I know I know where this is going. Yeah, <laughs> I've seen that character plenty so of times. So you know, he's, he's Buffy's future love. Well, he's, you, it, like pretty much the moment he's introduced, I was like... I'm guessing he's the love interest. Yeah, she really knocks him on the head with that, doesn't she? Hey, you, <laughs> love interest, come here. Yeah, and I swear he is negging her in this. Yeah, you said that to me before, negging her. Um, what is negging? Uh, it's where you express indifference towards someone. Uh, make it look like you're not interested. Yes, in order <laughs> to seduce them. Um, and he does it by not remembering. And like a way you what do was it her is name again. The hottest girl I've ever seen in my entire life. <laughs> yeah, like like um, people do. Like it's that kind of a bit of a power move where you, even though you've met someone, you act like you haven't, like you don't remember them. Yeah. Uh, but he approaches her. Hmm. And hi, honey. How are you? Yeah, but he approaches her to tell her to show her where the class is because she's looking lost. Yeah, uh, and then he call, says that oh, you know, oh, what does he say? Your Willow's friend. Oh, your Willow's friend. That's <laughs> <laughs> I remember your Willow's friend, aren't you? Yeah. So mm. like the, you know, whereas in, you know in high school, it would have you know Willow's almost the sidekick. Yeah, yeah. Your Buffy's Buffy. friend. Yeah, yeah. Like Willow would have just been Buffy's friend. Mm, yeah. Oh, yeah. Does. But he knows who she is, doesn't he? Riley? Yeah. Not yet. Oh, they don't know who she is? No. Okay, right. So he approaches her. Yeah. Uh, tells her where the class is. Pretends that he doesn't know who she is. Mm-hmm. 
and yeah, it's I don't know. Negging, feels, yes, yeah. yeah, I get you. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He was doing that. Yeah. Uh, Willow is you know absolutely fitting into like college life like a glove, pretty mm. much. Yeah, like, her and Oz are just. Oh yeah, this is cool. Yeah, Oz, Oz already Oz, knows people Oz, there. Oz, Oz has been kept back a year, so he know. Yeah, and has played his band plays the campus a lot apparently. Mm. <laughs> so he knows his way around. Like mm-hmm. yeah, like Willow and Oz are just they're in their element. Um, and Buffy is feeling kind of left out, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> and overwhelmed, and no one else is really understanding that. Mm. And then she meets. Eddie. Eddie. So this another another character who is introduced. As, who I felt possibly could have stayed a bit longer too. <laughs> yes. It was a nice little moment they had together, I felt. Like, yeah, that was quite nice. And he's walking away. He's like, hmm, that went well. Yeah. I think it's going to be really good. Ah! <laughs> yeah. He might as well have been wearing a red shirt. <laughs> mm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, and he has the little literary... Uh, what is it of human bondage? Um, oh, the book he had. Yeah, that he says is his security blanket, and you know, whenever there's a literary uh, oh, mention yeah. in Buffy, it's you know always linked thematically. Hmm. So. I didn't. I didn't notice that book. Oh, I noticed the book, but I didn't read about it or anything. Yeah. Oh, okay. I don't. Um, know, I don't know anything about it. Oh, it's about the con. Yeah, it's quite a complicated. <laughs> I don't want the whole book. Uh, oh, it's sort of about trying to live outside the society's expectations of you. Okay, all right, got it. That's all I need to know. But also being restrained by them mm. in the end. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So yes. So and Eddie is Pedro Pascal. Though he wasn't credited as Pedro Pascal. Yeah, it's like passive. It's less sort of uh, South American sounding, I think. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Mm. So he changed his name. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So Pedro Pascal, the Mandalorian himself. The Viper. The the Red Viper. And when we were watching Game of Pene Thrones. Pene from Narcos. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, when we were watching Game of Thrones, because I think yeah. that was probably his big breakout yeah. role was in Game of Thrones. Uh, and I'm sitting there going, why is this guy so familiar? Mm. Well, it looks like he made an impression. Like, if you only had a few moments of screen time on Buffy, so yeah, I guess he made an impression. Yeah. Mm. And then I'm like, he's so familiar, so familiar. And look him up, and I'm like, oh, it's Eddie. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh, it's Eddie. <laughs> My old friend Eddie. Yeah. So and that that'll happen a lot sometimes. Mm. <laughs> it's like when I'm watching other shows, going, "Who is that? That person?" And there, because they're mm. on Buffy. Yeah. <laughs> and so we meet Maggie Walsh as well. The professor. Yes. Okay. And they mention operant conditioning is her speciality. Do you yep. know what that is? No idea. So, that is a method of learning that employs reward and punishment for behaviour. I wonder how that's going to link to this season. Okay. <laughs> kind of negative re- and positive reinforcement. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So, you know, if a rat presses a, le- you know, a green lever 
for it and it gets a food pellet. But if it presses the red, it'll get a le- an electric shock. Yeah. So then it just stops pressing the red. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Negative reinforcement. Yeah. Yeah. wonder how that's going to... I wonder. I wonder. <laughs> Maybe a certain vampire. Okay. Let's talk about Kathy. Which one was Kathy? Kathy's the roommate. Oh, the roommate. <laughs> we're gonna be we're gonna be best friends. This this year's gonna be super fun. Mm. Anyone that uses the term super fun. And that, that sort of dead inside look that she gives Buffy while she's putting up the Celine Dion poster <laughs> as well, while she says that, and you're like, Oh, okay. Oh, but I think it's also the passive aggressive. Oh, so you took the the right right, right there. side. And she's like, yeah. I just want to make sure that you're okay with. Jesus. <laughs> oh, well, that's a, off to a good start there, aren't you? That's the first thing I say. So, you want the right side. I just want to make sure you're happy with that one. Mm. All right. So yeah, we learn a bit more about Kathy in the next episode. Oh, do we have to? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. It's pretty funny what happens like i think everyone's had a really like she's sort of the epitome of you know the bad housemate and i yeah. think everyone's had the bad roommate mm. um but well, they're not they're not nothing it's not too cynical anything, or too malicious about them but they're just you, you just tell their personalities aren't going to click yeah so yeah yeah but we've all been in that situation mm. exactly yeah so and it's not necessarily someone being a bad person or bad house like yeah exactly it's just they just have different interests than you and it's so it's just you know there's also that overstepping people's personal boundaries as well because you're in each other's space yeah so much that yeah <laughs> and that's celine dion post <laughs> yeah <laughs> i love that it's a celine out of all the things like because what teenage like at the time yeah no teenage girl would have Listen to Celine Dion. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, I yeah, can't imagine. So, so, you know, it would have been little kids, you know, all young kids and like, you know, women in their mums. <laughs> yeah. Would listen to Celine Dion. Yeah. Like, as a teenager, I would not be caught dead listening to Celine Dion. Mm. And there she is. <laughs> Putting a poster, poster up. up. Yeah. 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 When it, yeah. And it could have been like a, if it was, you know, like a in sync poster or something, mm. like a boy pop band, that probably would have mm. been just as effective. Or Enya. <laughs> I don't know. Well, Celine Dion just, it just feels like mum. Your mum would put that poster yeah. up, not a nineteen, what is it, eighteen, nineteen-year-old girl? Yeah, freshman college mm. girl. Yeah, no. <laughs> um. Oh yeah, the <laughs> the Monet versus Clint. Clint I was going to mention that. <laughs> Can we, all right, I was going to bring it up, but anyway, let's get into it. Yeah, Klimt versus Monet. Uh, <laughs> That was hilarious. Though. Yes. <laughs> so I actually went and looked up some Klimt. So I don't know Klimt. I know Monet, but I don't, I don't know Klimt. And I do know the one painting that is, a, is actually the f- first um, AI generation 
thing I saw, you know, like with the real face app, how you have people singing or the doing wombos and stuff like that. Mm. And I'd seen like years ago of technology that AI could make still paintings move. Oh, and yeah. Klimps was one of those. The woman with the blue eyes, I think, looking straight forward. I can't, I can't remember the name of it. A portrait of someone, I'm guessing, um, was one of his ones. And the woman was speaking, you know, or not speaking, but just moving her lips. And oh, that was right. the first time I ever saw uh, a Klimp <laughs> on that. <laughs> um, so, yeah, ultra pretentious, is it? Oh, it seems about right, but yeah. Is it that thing of like you got to have a uh, Bob Marley poster in one of those weed houses in, in Amsterdam? Like yeah. <laughs> and Pulp Fiction posters. Yes. Yeah. See, I had Pulp Fiction posters up. Yeah. Yeah. But the scoreboard they had, I thought, was <laughs> yeah. just hilarious. Yes. One more for Clip. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, and what would have you have picked? What would have you had, a Monet or a Klimt poster? No, none. No, <laughs> I would have had a Metallica poster <laughs> up there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, my walls are covered with posters with guys on them. Yeah. As or a basketballers. Se- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would have had the Pulp Fiction. Yeah. That's what I had up. It was Pulp Fiction and band posters. Oh, you had all these, those clippings from the Triple J magazine on your wardrobe doors for memory. The happy, remember those one, the happiness is a warm gun comic? Oh, yeah. Remember that yeah, one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. All those weird comics from that Triple J magazine. I can't remember what yeah. it was called. Triple J magazine, maybe? I, I think don't know. I that's all it was. Yeah. They, they, they only did like three of them. Three yeah. Of those. They all had a theme. I think yeah. that was from the horror. Yeah. I just one. remember the comic of the happiness is a warm gun one. Okay. Yeah. Do you remember that one? <laughs> Not really. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There was yeah. a girl and like her dad yeah, yeah, who gets yeah. drunk and... I think it's similar to the movie... Natural Born Killers. Natural Born yeah, Killers. That's yeah, that's it. Yeah, her, her father's an alcoholic and she kills him. Then she meets a new guy and everything's sweet Then have a kid and then he ends up drinking and then she kills him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and, yeah, there's hardly any Xander. You know, so Buffy's metaphorical heart is Xander and he sort of doesn't... As as I said before, like she goes looking for comfort, mm-hmm. and finds Xander. And but she goes to the bronze. <laughs> She's like, well, this place never changes. Yeah, and they sh- they showed a clip of David Boreanaz. I think it was a reused clip they used. Uh, okay, it looked like, um, and then shot it with some other guy standing there with the same haircut, and similar build. Mm. Yeah, it actually was him though. For a se- they used a yeah, clip yeah, of him. Yeah. yeah. So it's her, you know, missing, you know, there's no Angel, there's mm. no Cordelia. She can't be missing her too much. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they're, they're kind of friends, I guess. Yeah. But, you know, but you know, she's yeah, she's feeling out of place. So, yeah, she goes to... Familiar surroundings. To yeah. a familiar place mm. and she... With Angie Hart singing again. Yeah, Angie Hart's back. Yeah. With Splendor, or was that the Splendor, name? Splendor, yeah. 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 I told you she would return. She yeah, you did, and I think she returns again <laughs> as well. She's 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 a regular at the bronze, mm-hmm. like Dingo's ate my baby. <laughs> she's just as regular as them. Yeah, <laughs> and she, yeah, so she finds Xander, and he kind of gives her a bit of a pep talk, and I think it's what she kind of needed. Don't worry. Yeah, and had you seen this episode? No, no, the new one. 
Uh, something I wanted to talk about, a few things. Um, Xander says, once more with even less feeling. Yes. <laughs> he also says... Um, Avengers as- Assemble, yes. which Joss never got to say. Yeah. <laughs> yeah unfortunately. Um, oh, Catherine Town, actress who played Sunday. Mm-hmm. Did you know she was married to Charlie Hunman? Uh, from Sons of Anarchy. Sons of Anarchy, yeah. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah. Yeah, I think she's part of some sort of uh, celebrity royalty. Um, yeah, didn't do a whole lot of things. She was in She's All That. <laughs> I think every girl in the 90s was in that. Mm. Um, yeah. Actually, I wanted to talk about the scene when Buffy falls through the uh, the window in the ceiling. Yeah. Because I know you're not watching Hawkeye at the moment. Okay, no. I didn't know you were. Yeah, I'm watching it. Oh, you didn't tell me that. Yeah, well, I said, do you want to watch Hawkeye? And you're like, no, I'm, do- I'm done with... I didn't say I wasn't going to watch it. I just didn't watch it at that time. You said you didn't want to watch it at I all. Said, I said I wasn't that keen to watch it, but I, yeah, I want to see it. Ah, well, you missed out because there's Rogers the Musical and it was awesome. <laughs> How many episodes are you in? Only two have been Okay, we have, to, you have, to, you have to wait then. You have to, I have to catch up. All right. But anyway, in one of the episodes... Yeah. Uh, what's her name? Kate Bishop falls... A similar situation. Yeah. Uh, is spying on bad guys. And falls through the window. <laughs> and falls through the window. I think, the exact scene. <laughs> I think I've seen that happen a few times in films and is movies. Is it a trope now? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I've, I've seen that thing where they're sneaking on someone and they fall through a door or a window as they're, as they're spying on someone. Definitely seen that a few times. I guess it could be a trope, yeah. Yeah, but this was specifically falling through a window <laughs> in the ceiling. Yeah, and why would you lean on a window, a, a, a roof? In fact, why would you have uh, roof windows? They're skylights. Oh, okay. All right, forget about that. <laughs> I'm going to edit that out. Did you go down a rabbit hole? Um, well, I couldn't help but go down Angie Hart's rabbit hole. <laughs> Again? <laughs> Again. Oh, look, the, they were pretty popular at one stage, you know. Um, Frante! With a, it's got an exclamation mark on it, so you gotta, you got to yell it out. When you Frante. Say it. Frante! It's got an exclamation <laughs> uh, Yeah, Splendid was the band that she was playing with. Uh, in in this episode, actually, there was a lot of alternative bands playing in this episode. Um, some were quite sort of famous as well. The Muffs, um, I never heard of them. This lead singer had passed away recently, um, and I don't know. That led me down the rabbit hole of uh, Australian nineties sketch comedy. Oh dear, I don't know. Yeah, is that why you were watching Fast? For- was it Fast Forward? Yeah. Yeah. That I lo- love, I said pet, I said love. Yeah, I, damn my ADHD, I just can't focus. And I just get sidetracked <laughs> and led down one one hole to another. Uh, yeah, Fast Forward was a comedy sketch show sort of in the late 80s, early 90s uh, with some uh, with some Australian comedic legends who are in the cast of this. Uh, most notably, you've got the, the holy trinity of uh, Magnus Sabansky, Gina Riley and Jane Turner. Yeah. Um, who most famously have done the Kath and Kim show. And uh, there was just one sketch that I just watched and I just it just brought I me back and pet. I love... <laughs> I said love, I said pet, I said this love. This one. No, 
If I give in to her on this, the game's over. She's won. No, she can take a taxi. I am not driving her in. So when is the baby due? <laughs> oh, this arvo sometime. Of course, didn't have the courtesy to tell me when exactly. So I said to her, I said love, I said pet, I said pet, I said love. I said, I have got better things to do with my life than sit by the phone all day waiting for your waters to burst. <laughs> oh, Lynn, don't you think you're being just a teeny little bit unfair? Oh, this guy's brilliant. I love Don't him. you snap my head off, Carmel. <laughs> <laughs> all I'm saying, it is her first baby. Oh, baby. Oh, I see. Once again, I'm in the wrong. I'm the bitch of the piece, am I? <laughs> Let's not forget who started this whole business, Carmel. Who was it? Now, who was it who in 1978 <laughs> kept me waiting on the doorstep for three quarts of an hour while she was swanning around inside having an epileptic fit? Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, Magnus Zabansky. <laughs> uh, yeah. So if you're not familiar with them, uh, Kath and Kim is a great show. Uh, and even just watching it, we're watching it that night too. It was on TV. Yeah, it was just on TV. It's really encapsulated a time in Australian culture of what people acted like and sounded. And that, the character she's doing is just that typical sort of... Narcissist parent. Yeah, I said love, I said pet, I said love, you know, um, with a fag in her mouth as she's saying it and making a horrible uh, facial expressions as she's... She's smoking a cigarette and and sort of <laughs> back in the days when people used to smoke on TV all the time. Yes. Um, and of course, they went on to yeah make Kath and Kim. Oh, I didn't mention that. Uh, and Magnus Shabansky is probably the most famous thing she did. She was in uh, Babe. She was the the mother, I guess. Yeah. Although she's probably like forty years younger than her co-star or something. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Oh, look. Just uh, I, I want to just forward that on to everyone and just check it out. Fast forward. Get it. Uh, and they did sort of go on to do other comedy sketches, but that that one was probably like the heyday of them. Um, and that was my little rabbit hole, I guess. Australian sketch comedy. Check it out. Yeah, because there's no more. There, there's really they really don't do those sketch comedy yeah, shows here anymore. No, the, there's that one guy who does do it, but it's it's pretty uh, pretty low on the radar. Not a lot, not a lot of people are talking. About it. This stuff used to be prime time during the week, and everyone was always talking about it. They were they were right on the Right on the tip yeah, of Yeah, there was like tongue. Fast Forward and the com- Comedy Company. Comedy Company, Full Frontal. Was oh, Eric, the, late, Eric the Late Show. The Late Show, yeah. Mm. Actually, or, I did or degener- the Degeneration. Degeneration. Actually, I did see a Late Show parody of Accidentally Kelly Street. Yeah, too. yeah, I was about to say. That's what reminded me of it before is because I'm like, I'm pretty sure there was an Accidentally Kelly Street parody of um, yeah. from The Late Show. Yeah, waving her hands like a spastic or something <laughs> yes. like that. They were saying, yeah, hmm. So that was that. All right. Should we get into question time? Answer the question. Okay, Jared, which character was your favourite? Don't you just love Sundays? (laughs) Yeah, I've got Sunday as well. Yeah, love Sunday. Really wish they would have uh, continued on with her character, but no. Guess it was never meant to be. Yeah. Which character do you love to hate? Is that Professor Regan? 
Oh, the one who yells at her. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Geez, wasn't he a prick? I think that was uh, that was Joss. Yeah. Poking a little bit of fun at pop culture professors in universities. Right, a pop culture professor. Yes. Is that a real thing? Yes, it is, and they teach Buffy (laughs) in a lot of these schools. Right. There's people who've written their thesis on this show. Oh, you can major in Game Boy if you know how to bullshit. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah, so I think it was him having a little dig. Mm. But yeah, I find that yeah kind of hard to believe that they'll do that. Because I'm pretty sure you, like at the start of a semester, there's sort of room for movement between classes. Yeah. Because yeah. sometimes things clash and... Stuff I can't imagine a professor actually getting away singling with. out a, a student like that and humiliating yeah. her. Yeah, that was that was pretty nasty. And what was he drinking out of a jar? I can't, I can't it was a jar. He was drinking out of a jar. Of course. Who does that? Well, they make fancy milkshakes in jars now. I oh, know. Can they please <laughs> stop doing that? <laughs> if you if you work at a place that makes milkshakes, don't put them in jars. I don't want to drink out of a jar. Just just a cup. It's fine. That, just just a mug. You know, a glass mug, perfect. Yeah. Well, uh, I actually, what about you, Eddie? I chose life. No, um, life. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, Kathy, the uh, Kathy, the passive aggressive roommate who wants to have a lot of super fun. You're a psychopathic bitch. Uh, what was the most memorable fight scene? Uh, I went for the first Buffy Sunday fight. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I thought that one was pretty intense. Yeah. I'd I like to add that the stunt double that did Sunday actually looks like her. That really should have been a compliment because so, so many times... Oh, was it actually her? I couldn't tell because she had a bit of makeup on, I guess. But it actually looked like her body body size and height... Mm. There's so many times when you see Spuffy. Um, yeah. But you know it's her because they never show her face because she looks absolutely nothing like her. Yeah. I think they change her stunt double. Uh, yeah, Buffy's stunt double oh. is different from now on. Oh, right. Okay. So you didn't want to know it's not Spuffy. Is that <laughs> they're trying to hide <laughs> Spuffy. Stunt Buffy. Um, yeah, no, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I can't, I can't remember her name. Something mm. Crawford no longer does her stunts at okay. someone else. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I went with when Buffy gets her groove back. <laughs> when after I think Sunday breaks her um, umbrella, breaks yeah. a little class protector award. Mm-hmm. Uh, LOL moment. I was rolling around the floor at the Clint versus Monet wall and then taking uh, uh, points <laughs> on it. I thought that was hilarious. Yeah, um, mine had to be Giles in the. Giles Hefner. Giles Hefner. I think it's because he he like because I I think when I first watched it I thought it was the morning. Yeah. And he's drinking scotch and it's like <laughs> probably and I'm thinking it's like ten o'clock in the morning. Because mm. <laughs> it looks like they've just gotten out of bed. Yeah. And she's wearing <laughs> his shirt. Yeah. And she's all like, "Is this cheese that's gone? Is this mouldy cheese or cheese that's gone mouldy?" <laughs> Um, oh, yeah, and then she's like, oh, I've come at a bad time or whatever it is. And 
Giles is like, oh, I'm not supposed to have a private life. And she's like, no, because you're very, very old and it's gross. (laughs) (laughs) That's not fair. (laughs) It's not fair because he's actually, he looks pretty hot in there. Oh, no. Hey. It's very sexy Giles in his robe. Drinking scotch. Morning scotch. (laughs) Morning scotch. (laughs) Morning scotch. (laughs) (laughs) Morning scotch. (laughs) <coughs> okay, favourite scene? I was Buffy going to Joel's house. <laughs> <laughs> uh, although I will uh, uh, honorary mention the Buffy-Eddie uh, scene was quite nice, I felt. Yeah. Yeah. yeah just I just realised, does Giles have another bedroom in that place? Mm, I don't know. Because he comes out from behind the kitchen. Yeah. So there must be another bedroom. I don't know. I'm sure some fan out there has done a layout of of Giles' house. We could probably look it up and find out. So again, why wasn't Faith living with him? Mm. If he had a spare room. Why wasn't Faith living with Buffy? Yeah. That's the better question. It would be a little creepy with Giles, maybe. Well, not really. Oh, yeah, I know. He was her watcher, though. Well, he's never her watcher, though, was he? Yeah, no, he was. Yeah? Oh, okay. They never, they never bothered to assign her another watcher. Oh, okay. So he was just in charge. <laughs> One <of her>. job. <laughs> so he had to be watcher to both of them. But yeah. One job, can't assign someone a watcher. What the hell are you guys doing? Yeah. Uh, yeah, my favourite scene is, yeah, probably when she does the little twirl with the steak and does the, you know, the arms, arms not broken. It's mm. just hurt and mm. kind of. Twirls it in her hand and throws it at her. <laughs> and she does a little <laughs> hands, hands on her hips. Like, how oh. dare you? Yeah. <laughs> how dare you stake me? Uh, least favourite scene. I thought Buffy going back home was probably the least favourite scene. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's all I could sort of think of. Um, yeah, my least favourite scene was the professor the kicking professor. her. <laughs> it was kicking, kicking her out of class. Yeah, okay. Because, again, I'm pretty sure they're – you pay a lot for – like, Americans pay a lot for – For college, for yeah. For college. Like, I'm, I know in my experience you could you could kind of – like, there was always a little bit of leeway at the start of the year, like, start of the semester because mm. sometimes classes clash and yeah. Yeah. stuff. So, what was your favourite quote? And we're not supposed to have a private life. No, because you're very, very old and it's gross. <laughs> I stole it. Um, mine yeah. has to be Willow. It's just in high school, knowledge was pretty much frowned upon. You really had to work to learn anything. But here, the energy, the, the collective intelligence, it's, it's like this force this penetrating force and I can just feel my mind opening up, you know, and letting this place just thrust into me and spurt knowledge into it. Uh, yeah, that that sentence ended up uh, in a different place than it started out. Don't be ridiculous. <laughs> Her ramblings, yeah. <laughs> Need to stop talking about at least a sentence before she stops talking. <laughs> Uh, who gets the wooden spoon? Joyce, I gave it to. Oh, I was going to go to poor Eddie. Eddie? Yeah, poor uh, Eddie. That's a little harsh. Uh, you, didn't have, you didn't have a chance. Exactly. 
okay. That's why I'm giving it to him because yeah. he just just got shit on. Mm. <laughs> this is the way. Yep, this is the way. Uh, who's the MVP of the episode? I gave the MVP to Xander Harris. I did too. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. He does the he does the pep talk. Hmm. He did the. You're my hero, Buffy. Yeah, and then and telling her he likes to masturbate, thinking about her. <laughs> now, can we correct me if I'm wrong? But don't girls like that? <laughs> no, no. They Somehow don't. It just seems a bit creepy. Does it? Just a little oh, bit. Okay. Take us a compliment. <laughs> Stop being so sensitive. God, I was thinking about you. <laughs> Oh, we no longer have a Cordelia freak No, I delete moment. that. No. Um, we w- I will replace that with something, but not just yet. Okay. Because I think. That's cer- why I didn't say anything to you. A certain blondie bear needs to be introduced. Mm. And I didn't want to say anything to you because then you're going to add another question. <laughs> then and it might be like a sassy, sassy spike. Ooh, sassy spike. Sassy speak. spike. Uh, what do you rate the episode out of ten using something from the show? I gave it five vampire woes. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. Yep. He even said it when he died too. Yep. <laughs> Whoa. Channeling his inner... Inner Keanu. Inner Keanu. Yeah. Who's also a vampire. <laughs> oh, he must be. <laughs> he doesn't age. No. Uh I will go seven out of ten friends who sleep all day and have no tans. What's that about? I'm looking around uh, trying to think what the fuck you're talking about. It's what Xander uses as code. When, oh, okay, when all for of, vampires. When yeah. all of, um, Our friends who sleep all day. And have, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's a prank. <laughs> it's a <laughs> prank, our, dude. From Buffy's friends who sleep all day and have no tans. <laughs> um, you know what I f- we forgot to mention? We can still mention it. Yeah, the... Commando guys at the end. Yes. Now. Yeah. So that's our little overarching season. Yeah. I um, know who these guys are. Seed. Yeah. The yeah. info. What are that? The info. In- the initiative. It's initiative. Yes. The initiative. So I look forward to seeing more from them. Yes. And uh, so I think this is probably the first time that the o- the arc is. Oh no, was it? No, no. I did introduce it in the first season. Hmm. So. But we've had a few where we haven't met our big bad until a few episodes into the season. Okay. Have we well, met the not, big bad, have we? Oh, no. They, they, we haven't met. They're not a big bad, though, are they? I don't oh. think. Oh, okay. All right. Say no more. Again, it's one of those things that it's just the overarching storyline. Yeah. They're not necessarily the big bad. But it's kind of like Spike isn't necessarily the big bad. bad. But, you know, there's that overarching yeah. Storyline. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, we'll come to the end. Um, so we're, yeah, I hope you enjoyed our episode last week. Uh, you're watching this again, Police Academy uh, episode. We are going to continue with that, but uh, not next week, but we will come back to Police yeah, Academy. So we are going to do Police Academy though. Yeah. So we're doing two episodes of Buffy and then the movie podcast. Yeah. Two or three or something like that. I don't know. Yeah. Just look and you'll see what we've done. <laughs> we might change our minds on this. Yeah. Because I'm pretty sure we can do whatever we want, Eddie, can't we? Oh, I just 
I'm. I've Want to be consistent? My OCD wants us to be consistent. Uh, so mine's like, like all over the place. So like two two episodes of Buffy, one movie podcast, two episodes of Buffy. This is when a movable object hits at an unstoppable force. <laughs> All right, let's wrap this up then, eh? All right. All right. Well, we are Nerd Subculture. My name is Jared. I'm Edwina. And you can find us on... TikTok, Twitter, Instagram. There is a Facebook group and you can email us at nerdsubculture at gmail.com. And like, share, subscribe, share us a comment. Tell us about college. I don't know how it works. Did you have a door, mate? Let us know. Until then, take care. Bye. Grr,